unfortunately, I have no words. It's unbelievable. It's much more than I ever thought what would be possible. It's often said that your life could completely change in a blink of an eye. Just one meeting, one conversation, one phone call, and everything you know about your life could take a complete turn. And the exact same can be said about the life of football teams. A football club could be dying and slowly slipping into obscurity, and just one phone call would completely turn its fortunes around. And we know this for a fact because we've seen it happen before. Decades ago, Liverpool was a colossus of a club, especially in the 60s, 70s and 80s. In those three decades particularly, they absolutely dominated England, coming out English First Division champions on multiple occasions, while also running away with the domestic cups. And their domination wasn't just in England. They also won quite a number of European trophies during this successful run, and were feared and respected by everyone. Liverpool were essentially on top of the continent, and their fans were on top of the world. But then the 90s came, and it seemed like the Lions just could not find their voices to roar anymore. The Eagles somehow were not able to soar as high as they used to. In that entire decade, they won just one English First Division trophy, what is now called the Premier League. And they also won just one FA Cup, one EFL Cup, and didn't manage any European success. The Giants were stumbling. But somehow, hope was restored in the early 2000s. Within the first five years of the turn of the millennium, they won two FA Cup and two EFL Cup titles. And of course, there was that unforgettable night at the Champions League, the miracle at Istanbul. Even though they hadn't reached the summit of their Premier League again, things were still looking up. They'd be back soon, or so they thought. The latter part of the decade didn't imitate the first five years. It was stories of what-ifs and near-misses, second and third-place finishes in the league, a UCL final loss, and perhaps the most painful part of it all was that they had to watch their most bitter rivals enjoy success. This season, four of them from the spot. He missed one, though, against West Ham United. It will be Hargreaves! While Liverpool struggled for form, Manchester United did a Premier League three-peat, conquering the league in three subsequent seasons. And to make matters worse for the Merseyside fans, United still managed to squeeze in a Champions League trophy somewhere in there. The Red Devils really haunted them. Liverpool fans were languishing. Success now felt like a distant memory for them. They wanted a change. They demanded a change. They were huge and they would not get used to mediocrity and trophylessness. So what did they do? They protested. The fans were able to identify the cause of all their problems, and all the fingers pointed to the joint owners, Tom Hicks and George Gillette. The two took ownership in 2007, and in 2008, the fans were already asking for their heads on a plate. Liverpool won the Champions League in 2005 and the FA Cup in 2006. But as soon as these men took over, the closest the club came to a trophy was a pretty disappointing Champions League final against a club they beat to win the same trophy two years 
years earlier, the fans took matters into their own hands, and honestly, they were the protagonists in the Liverpool revival story. Granted, some of them were extremists and took it overboard by sending death threats to the owners and their families, but for the most part, they were just really passionate and resilient. They protested in the stadiums, they protested on the streets, they even protested over the internet via a video they posted on YouTube named Dear Mr. Hicks. Eventually, all their persistence paid off, and in October 2010, the club was sold. Tom Hicks didn't agree to sell, but because of the pressure from the fans, the directors voted for the sale, and it happened. But months before then, something had already been in the works. In August of that same year, a phone rang in the United States, and little did any of the parties know that that call was going to birth the redemption and revival of a football club all the way in England. That phone conversation was between Joe Januszewski and John Henry, two Americans who knew little about and had little interest in football. But Joe saw an opportunity for a takeover at Liverpool, and he pitched it to John. John immediately bought the idea, and two months later, 66 days to be precise, he and his team bought the club too. Even Joe admitted some years later that the deal was completed pretty quickly. Here's what he said in an interview. I think my owners got tired of hearing about it because they weren't soccer guys. They are, though, businessmen. And in August 2010, maybe they were in a whimsical mood. In addition, Joe, who was working with FSG at the Boston Red Sox back in 2010, said, This was the greatest sales job I had ever done, to convince my owners who weren't really interested in soccer to buy Liverpool. Now, of course, they're all very passionate. They love the club and they love the supporters, and they've done an incredible job. And for sure, the supporters themselves think they did an incredible job too. The rebuild took some time, but the fans were patient because they knew the club was headed in the right direction now. Just two years and two coaches later, Liverpool were back winning trophies. It was just the EFL Cup, but the fans cherished it because it gave them belief and hope. There were also good signings. Suarez, Coutinho, Sturridge and some other really good talents were added to the squad in the early days. The icing on the cake was a new manager. A certain German who was formerly at Borussia Dortmund was brought over to Merseyside. Yes, they experienced another period of near misses in Klopp's early years, perhaps more hurtful than it had ever been. Between 2015 and 2018, they lost three major finals, two of which were European finals. But the fans stayed patient because they knew where they were coming from and in spite of the painful losses, they could see significant progress. So they showed a 100% support. Then boom, the Allison signing. Boom, the Van Dyke signing. And boom, 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 it was summer 2019 and they were champions of Europe. Like that wasn't enough excitement, the very next year they ended their 30-year wait for a Premier League title. It still all feels like a dream for Liverpool fans, especially those who have been fans since at least the 2000s. They're now back to being one of the most feared clubs in the whole of Europe just as they were between the 60s and 80s. And isn't it just absolutely insane how all of this started with just a phone call between two non-football fans on a random summer afternoon over a decade ago? The life of a football club can be absolutely turned on its head with just one phone conversation, can't it? For more on your favourite clubs and players, be sure to hit that subscribe button and turn on the bell notification so you never miss an upload. Thank you very much for watching.